If you're not a Disney fanatic, a friend of yours is. It's enchanting. It lets us be kids again. It lets our imagination flow. And it puts us in the best mood ever. This is Coffee at the Kingdom. Pour yourself a cup of your favorite hot or iced beverage. And let's dive into the enchanting world of Disney. From the latest park updates to hidden gems at Disney Springs, we'll cover it all. Danielle Knoll is a former cast member turned avid Disney enthusiast. She's got the inside scoop on everything from the parks to the silver screen. With Danielle's first-hand experience working at both the Disney Store and Epcot, along with her frequent visits to the Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruises, you're in for a treat. Get ready for a fun and whimsical journey through all things Disney. Whether you're a seasoned fan or a newcomer to the magic, there's something for everybody. Welcome to Coffee at the Kingdom. Where the magic never ends, and every sip is a sprinkle of pixie dust. Now, here's Danielle. Hello, and welcome to the Coffee at the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, your ghost host, Danielle. And today, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on this month of March in the world of Disney. Today, I'm going to talk about Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival, which opened February 28th, and I'm also going to talk about some good eats for Women's History Month, which is this month. And lastly, I'm going to briefly talk about Happily Ever After. But first, time to go over some of your responses to the last question of the day, which was, who is your favorite Disney character? Mine, if you don't already know, is Cinderella. So some of the responses we received are from Andrew. He says Stitch is his favorite character. Joanna says Orange Bird is her favorite character, and John says Mike Wazowski is his favorite character. I love all those answers. There's such a variety. All right, festival time. Although it seems like it's always festival time at Epcot. One festival ends and another begins. Not that that's a problem or anything. I love the festivals. And speaking of festivals, let's get into the question of the day, which is, which is your favorite Epcot festival? That's a tough one for me. My favorite used to be Food and Wine Festival, but Flower and Garden has really grown on me. And now for some info on Flower and Garden Festival. It started February 28th and runs all the way until May 27th. It's a floral-filled adventure filled with great food, beautiful topiaries, and of course, can't-miss merch. This year at Flower and Garden Festival, you'll find about 20-ish outdoor kitchens and over 60, yes, six zero new items to enjoy. Don't fret, though, because the crowd favorites are returning as well. I won't go into too much detail about every single kitchen and each item that's available because we'd probably be here for three hours, but I'll touch on a couple of them just to give you an idea. It should be noted that some food items aren't available until later on in the festival. A few new items that I'm excited to try are the Cubanito sandwich at Florida Fresh, as well as the peach galette at Epcot Farmer's Feast. Of course, we can't have flower and garden without the frozen violet lemonade. That's one of my favorites to get at the festival. You can find that over at Pineapple Promenade. Also making a return this year is the chicken and waffles at the Honey Bistro, hosted by the National Honey Board. One fun thing to do is participate in the Garden Graze. 
basically, there are eight qualifying items available at the outdoor kitchens, and you get a little passport in order to collect stamps every time you get one of the items. Once you collect five stamps, you trade your stamps in for a treat. Some other items I'm looking forward to having are Bananas Foster Bread Pudding at Magnolia Terrace, Potato Pancakes with Housemade Applesauce from Bowen Marked Farmer's Market, Avocado Toast from Brunch Cot, Seared Scallops with Risotto, although this item isn't available until March 31st, and all the food items from Lotus House. There are more, but I don't want to bore you to death talking just about the food. I'll let you experience it for yourself if you can. One thing you'll notice at Flower and Garden Festival are, well, the flowers. The landscaping team gets hard at work laying down tons of gorgeous flowers all along the beds, along the water, and throughout the park. A big part of the festival are the amazing topiaries. My favorite probably has to be Winnie the Pooh and Friends. You can also find Lady and the Tramp and Groot, as well as many other favorite characters. One thing that I enjoy during the festivals are the concert series. Just recently for Valentine's Day, my husband and I did the dining package where we got to eat dinner. We chose Rose and Crown and then got seating to see the Disney on Broadway performance. Well, for Flower and Garden, they also have dining packages available. The available restaurants you have to choose from are Acker's Hus Royal Banquet Hall, Beer Garden Restaurant, Coral Reef Restaurant, Garden Grill, Rose and Crown, Le Cellier, and Regal Eagle Smokehouse. For the concert, you can expect people in bands such as Rick Springfield, Blue October, Simple Plan, and the Plain White Tees. The great thing is, you don't have to do a dining package or pay anything extra to enjoy the concert. Just head on over to the outdoor theater area in the America Pavilion and get your seat for the show. Just make sure you head over early enough to actually get a seat as it tends to fill up, especially depending on who is performing. I myself am excited to see Simple Plan and Plain White Tees. Another fun thing to experience at Flower and Garden is the Butterfly Tent. It's actually called Butterfly Landing, presented by Advent Health, and it allows you to get up close and personal with some of nature's gorgeous pollinators. And, if all of that wasn't enough, there are two scavenger hunts you can do. First up, we have Spike's Pollination Exploration. Essentially, you go around looking for Spike the bee as he's busy collecting nectar from the beautiful gardens. The second one is an extravaganza hunt, where there will be 12 bunny-inspired eggs placed throughout the park. Can you find them all? For each hunt, you get a map to mark off whether you found either Spike or the eggs, and you can trade your map in, whether you finish or not, for a special surprise. Just note that you do have to purchase the map. But if you don't want to purchase the map and don't care about the prize at the end, you can still go around and find Spike and the eggs yourself. Lastly, for Flower and Garden, I want to talk about the merchandise. This is where it gets dangerous for me, because I always want to buy everything. What's Flower and Garden Festival without the beloved Orange Bird? Well, not to worry. There are adorable merchandise items available with Orange Bird on it, such as a Loungefly backpack and Little Plushie. There's also merchandise inspired by the movie Coco. And if you're an annual pass holder, like myself, there's a whole collection just for you, this time featuring Spike the Bee. If you can't make it to the festival this year, select merchandise is available on Shop Disney. And Soren fans, listen up. Soren had gone back to Soren over California for the 100 Years of Wonder celebration, but has since gone back to Soren around the world. The last day to ride Soren over California was February 27th. I'm not sure which version I like better. They're both fun and so different from each other. I do think I like Soren Around the World better, though, if I had to choose one. 
Now, changing gears, let's talk about Women's History Month at Walt Disney World Resort. Women's History Month is in this month of March, and you'll find plenty of good eats inspired by and created by some amazing women. Some characters that influence this month's eats include Tiana, Moana, and the main mouse herself, Minnie Mouse. You'll also find items developed by female food and beverage cast members. For this month of March, you'll find some new items like the Feathered Friends Moose Dome, inspired by Kevin from Up, and Beef Bourguignon, inspired by sous chef Lauren, as well as some existing items like the Bell Cup of Enchantment at Hollywood Studios. Going back to Epcot, you'll find an array of food and drink items to celebrate Women's History Month. Some items include lychee green tea at Connections Eatery, Moana milkshake at Sunshine Seasons, and orange blossom saffron cake at Tangerine Cafe, Flavors of the Medina. Over at Animal Kingdom, that's where you'll find the Kevin-inspired Moose Dome, as well as a tequila and pineapple cocktail at Nomad Lounge, and a white chocolate orange creme brulee over at Tiffin's. Jumping over to Magic Kingdom, here you'll find five items available for Women's History Month to include Tiana's famous beignets at Golden Oak Outpost, a Minnie Mouse cupcake from Main Street Bakery, and a Madame Leota cupcake from Sleepy Hollow. Over at Hollywood Studios, you can find a Princess of Alderaan shake at Dockside Diner, as well as the already mentioned Bell Cup of Enchantment drink. Even Typhoon Lagoon has something. Here you can find the Tinga de Pork at Leaning Palms. If you don't feel like heading into the parks for some food and drink, you can always head on over to Disney Springs. I love going to hang out, grab dinner, and do some shopping at Disney Springs. I'm there quite often. For Women's History Month, you can find items like Her Hops Flight featuring women-owned or led breweries at CityWorks Eatery and Poorhouse, a Bon Me Burger from Deluxe Burger, and a Frida Margrita from Frontera Casina. Staying on property? The resorts have you covered this month as well with food and drink items inspired and or created by women. The All-Star Resorts, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Coronado Springs, and Saratoga Springs all have special items for this month. All of that sounds so good, and I definitely have a few on my list that I want to try. Hopping back on over to Magic Kingdom, if you're a fan of staying for the fireworks, you're going to want to hear this one. Currently, the showtime for Happily Ever After is at 8pm, but soon that showtime is changing. As we head into spring and summer, and it gets darker later, the showtime is being pushed later as well. Starting March 10th, the show will be at 8.30, and then on March 31st, it'll be pushed to start at 8.45. Once the calendar is loaded for spring and summer, we may even see that start time get pushed some more. I love Happily Ever After and usually have the song stuck in my head, which isn't a problem for me. You know, reach out and find your Happily Ever After. If you're over in that area of Magic Kingdom, maybe you'll take a trip over to the Grand Floridian where you'll see a tremendous Easter egg display. This is a tradition that is the staple of the Easter season. You can also find some delicious treats at the Grand Cottage, available through this month until April 1st. Across the way, over at the Contemporary, you will also find mind-blowing egg displays. So, if you aren't, or even if you are, hitting up one of the parks, make sure to make time to stop by and see the creativeness that's on display. Alright, well, I think that about does it for today's episode. I want to thank you for joining me and listening in. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this little talk about things going on at Disney this month. If you weren't already, go ahead and give me a follow over on Instagram at Disney underscore dreaming underscore 71 and on Facebook at Coffee at the Kingdom podcast. Tune in to the next episode where I will continue my talk about Disney Cruise Line, this time discussing the Disney Wish. 
If you loved this episode, go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast and share it with other Disney lovers in your life. All right, everyone, as Tigger would say, ta-ta for now.